Hey listeners, Lex on the Decks here. Before you get stuck into this episode of Hot Girls, I wanted to let you know about something else you may be interested in. Though Hot Girls in its podcast format isn't releasing new episodes any longer, if you head over to my Substack, which is lexonthedecks.substack.com, you'll find more interviews and insight on gender minority artists and how to overcome any barriers to entry. You'll also get the opportunity to sign up to my weekly newsletter, Five Good Things. This is an email letter which will land in your inbox on Fridays, sharing five of my favourite cultural or creative discoveries of the week. You'll find all that on lexonthedex.substack.com. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy this episode of Hot Girls. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, and welcome to Hot Girls with me, Lex on the Decks. This week, I'm joined by a UK artist at possibly quite a pivotal point in her career. Her name is Bella, and after releasing music for a couple of years, last year she delivered an EP called The Art of Conversation that kind of made everyone's ears prick up. Having been spotted by management at a local festival where she was flanked by a full squad of dancers, Bella is someone who has that special combination of being both a huge dreamer, but also having that shock pragmatism to be able to create those dreams something I think you'll get a sense of as she chats me through her journey and the things that have shaped her I really love this conversation Bella on the Hot Girls podcast let's go ladies listen up you're listening to Hot Girls with Lex on the deck we in the mix it's fire we all fire from London for the world let's go in the Art Conversation wasn't my first project. My first project was a project I put out last year, September, called Last Train Home. I mean, that was a great, like, introductory, like, just to say that, okay, Bella's somebody that's here on the scene. But I feel like my team moves in projects. We don't move in singles or, like, songs and X, Y, and Z. So we, we're always like, okay, so the next project needs to be X, Y, and Z. So I kind of went to LA for the purpose of making this project and was creating, just being creative kind of thing. And I didn't come up with the with the title of the project until like all the songs were done and they were sequenced and they were, you know, in order. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's a theme here kind of thing. So mm. we, we went in with the uh, intention to make a project. I don't think we knew how good the project was actually going to be. <laughs> but we went in with the intention of making a project, yeah. Well, that's a nice way of it going. Yes. <laughs> um, what was the thinking process around going to LA to actually create it? I had actually been to LA twice before. I don't know how to explain it, but there's a thing in LA 
that just allows you to be free and create a bit more you feel like you're in it well for me anyway I'm speaking for personal experience maybe it's not even LA maybe it's just the fact that I was outside of the UK creating just a different space a different energy but I'm pretty sure it's LA <laughs> but, um, yeah. I don't yeah would it be the same if you were in like I don't know I, mean, it might I don't want to insult anywhere but <laughs> but um yeah it was just to work with the producers that I've got out there as well so um, I work closely with Alexander Lewis and recently with Sons of Sonics and they're all out there you know connecting meeting with writers and stuff like that it's just a different energy yeah different songs out there I don't create the same type of music I do here when I'm out there yeah which is weird I need to I need to correct that because I live here (laughs) (laughs) well you're kind of set up yeah you're in a position now where you're like you see what happens when I go to LA (laughs) exactly and when I look at management like hey let's go again (laughs) but um I didn't create all of it out there but I created some most of it here I created like something you like and Mm -hmm. uh, intro and half of me yeah but most of it and one of the songs actually I did in both places so I started in LA and I finished here so it's a lovely blend but yeah the energy in in another country I I would say is just very nice I mean when you wake up and see palm trees you're going to be inspired to Mm. stuff when I wake up in England I see (laughs) grey Yeah, I know. I also think there's something about like there's something about the freedom of being in a different place where you tap into different parts of yourself and you kind of come up with different ideas. Exactly. It was it was also like not my first time, but like I'm 24 and I got to be like a completely autonomous adult out there. Mm. Like it was like I went by myself. None of my management came. That's the first time I traveled by myself as well. And I had the apartment to myself and I was just focused, like cleaning, Mm. cooking for myself and just being and like away from my mum, away from the call, oh, are you coming home today? And da 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 Like, it was just nice to be yeah. like, okay, cool. This is what I do for a living. This is this feels good. So, yeah, you're actually like out there making a career for yourself kind of exactly, thing. Exactly, like this is yeah. my job. It was, it was yeah. nice. Was it intimidating at all? No, I like challenges. I think the only thing that I was intimidating was the fact that I had such a big suitcase coming out of the airport. <laughs> And I had to get to my Airbnb. That was the most, I was like, I'm stressed out. (laughs) There's no one here to help me. (laughs) That was the only thing. But once I got there, it was cool. I went to my favorite like spots to eat. I told my friends that are out there that I was out there. And it was just, it was cool, man. And actually, crazy enough, some of my friends from London were out there at the same time for a completely different reason. So I was linking up with them and like nice yeah. really nice were they mu- like music friends or people that you know from yeah well fields? I met them through music yeah so most of them are music friends yeah yeah and whenabouts was that was that it, the was release it. was early November the release was the 20th and so I was actually in LA last October through to December so exactly a year ago I started basically started the project and then mm. released it a year later how did you find that process of waiting to release it I don't think I was too impatient this time. At the first one, I was really impatient. I created loads of songs and we were still going through the selection process for a while. And I also put out a mini project in the middle of the year called In The Meantime. So Mm -hmm. I wasn't like, oh my gosh, people are waiting for for music. They were like settled and satisfied for a bit. That's Mm -hmm. literally why I called it In The Meantime because I was buying time for (laughs) less. It was it was calm. I, I didn't think. Yeah, I wasn't impatient this time. It was a year to me is shorter. Is a nice period of time for a project. Do you get know what I mean? Mm. Like to 
create all the songs that you want to create, put them together, get the mix, get the mastered, get the videos done, get like that a year span to make like a, a statement project. I think is it's a good amount of time yeah. yeah it's quite nice as well but I guess one of the things that might be challenging is you're probably doing like publicity and all the kind of release stuff around one project yes. and you're probably working I imagine you're working on another on project another one. yeah absolutely yeah so then I think for your headspace you might be a bit like oh no wait that's this one oh wait <laughs> where was I in then yeah I, do you know what I, I when I'm in that space it's like it's nice to just have my creative time as my creative time I try not to like I go to the studio make the song leave and then mm. everything else is to do with the things that are out. I kind of have to. It was a bit confusing when I was like juggling in between the one that I I released earlier this year and this one. Yeah. But I kind of I wrapped my head around that. But yeah, it's it's I I find like studio time very separate to like the actual creation of music and what people see as Bella and as me putting it out and the videos around it and how I've packaged it. It's very two different things. Mm. People still feel the emotion in the music and stuff. They feel the music. They love the music, which is great, which is the purpose of why I did it. But when I'm creating, I'm in a completely different world or headspace than when I'm Bella on Instagram. I hate Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get on to social media (laughs) and all that kind of stuff. Because I do think it's one of the hard things being a creative person. You're like, but I'm a lot, particularly a lot of creative people, I think are actually like, kind of introverted in some ways I'm definitely that like extreme introvert extrovert like I can do the extrovert thing yeah. but naturally I feel like an introvert so then yeah, yeah it can be a bit of a performance so I I read um and obviously I was talking to your manager that you met about six years ago well seven, right? seven years ago now. seven years ago yeah and that he said he saw you at an event or something and you came out with like a huge <laughs> pack of dancers <laughs> it was just like this big performance can you tell me a bit about that and just like who Bella was growing up that kind of gave you that desire to yeah that confidence and that performance so I grew up going um to a musical theatre so my mum put me into like stage schools and stuff before we were rocky was in the Dominion Theatre there was a show called um the Beatles Roadshow mm-hmm. and our stage school was part of that so we were doing that and I kind of stayed in stage school until I was 16, 17 years old, um, theatre school and stuff like that. So I always had an affinity for performing. And then in 2014, yes, I saw Beyonce live and I was like, (laughs) that's exactly what I want to do. I was on the train home, like, why am I on the train home? I should be backstage with these guys or on stage with these guys. Like, that's all I want to do. So I was like, okay, cool, making up my mind. I'm going to be an artist. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do what she just did on stage. I went to school. I was like, I'm holding auditions for dancers. I don't know, again, who I thought I was. Um, but I was really, you know, convinced at the time that this is going to work. Well, clearly it did. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I auditioned dancers and like they were down to do it. And we did like, you know, sometimes your school has like a summer concert or like a show, end of year show that they do. I was like, yeah, I'm going to perform this at my school and I did and somebody at the schools their um their parent owned like a festival in the area and they wanted me to perform at the festival and obviously I was like crazy excited I was gassed I was like whoa a festival guys (laughs) (laughs) I already am Beyonce I am Beyonce (laughs) and then yeah so we did that and we performed and basically the herd of dancers came because 
we didn't know how big the stage was going to be. And then we saw the stage and there was a live band on the stage and we were like, oh my gosh, there's no space on stage. So I was like, I have to be on the stage and every all the dancers have to kind of be in front. We have to make space for the dancers. So it looked aesthetically very pleasing, but we did not plan that. <laughs> we for everyone to be on stage. Um, but I feel like, yeah, when they, when they saw that, when my management saw that, they were like, this is something that we should invest in now. Because if she's already thinking like this at this age, I was 16, 17, then she she can think big, long-term kind of thing. And yeah. 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 So that's how, that was how our love story started. Um, <laughs> well, it's interesting. I think I was like, like that point around um, just deciding that you're going to be like, that kind of because I, I love watching videos of like people in studios and like when, when iconic yeah. albums were made and stuff mm-hmm. and I was watching the making of the black album and I found it so interesting that like that really was like Jay-Z's like big mm. album yes but he it's like he knew when he was creating that album what he was creating but mm. it's kind of mad to see that because you think like how could he have had that confidence so in some ways I think it's just like a decision that you make Yes. that you're going to be a certain type of person or you're going to create a certain type of music. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a switch that goes off. There's like, oh, okay, cool. There's this thing called, my friend taught me, I'm into the world and the universe and God and all that spirituality and stuff. But there's this thing that um, my friend taught me called the, the law of least effort. And it's like, when you're in your purpose, it's easy. Not necessarily like, like you won't come across challenges and stuff like that, but it's not like effort for you to go through this thing. Like a tree is it's in its best form when it's a tree. It's not trying to be a bush. It's not trying to be a log. It's, mm. it's a tree. It's the least effort. It takes the least effort for a tree to be a tree because it is. So I feel like when people clock into their purpose and what they're supposed to be doing, things come easily. Opportunities come easily. You know, provision comes easily because you're supposed to be doing that. So I feel like people understand their purpose and then like it's just an easy thing to do when you realize it so I'm pretty sure he knew that okay cool this is what I'm supposed to be doing he for all we know he was just thought this is the best music I've made I'm still doing what I'm supposed to do but he's probably just thinking yeah this is some really dope like you've really grown Jay like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing yeah and then yeah he, it just translated as whoa you're supposed to yeah Jay-Z. Jay-Z. <laughs> and then he became Jay-Z. <laughs> exactly. So at that point in time, 16, 17, you had this idea, like you kind of knew where you wanted to take your career. Yeah. Do you think having management or meeting those people, that was probably quite fundamental then to you going into the next Absolutely. stage? I feel like if this was what I was meant to do, I would have found a way to do it. But meeting mm. them, I mean, I feel like God made it so I met my management so I could do it. Because absolutely changed my life introduced me to some amazing people people that I call like family now like people that have been so instrumental to my um to who Bella is literally is taken like a village to make Bella Bella Hmm. so if it wasn't for the management I wouldn't have met half of these people and then when when it came to writing music how did that Mm -hmm. come about because I think again it's quite a different skill set and requires quite like quite a different use of your time I guess to being a performer and not all Mm -hmm. artists can write no they can't how did writing come about I was I always liked poetry I had a skill for poetry when I was younger but I never thought anything of it you know you just it's just one of those things that you're good at at school like I was good at times tables as well I just don't same (laughs) exactly just letting Um, you guys know (laughs) 
just good at math. <laughs> but I never really, really thought about it until like when I met my management, they were like, hey, write a song. And I didn't have any clue what that meant. Poetry and songwriting is two very different things, but they are linked in so many ways as well. Um, there's different forms of poetry. There's how you structure X, Y, and Z. Typically, how you structure a sh- song is pretty basic. It's pretty standard. But I didn't know anything about that. I didn't know what pre-chorus was. I didn't know what, a, like, a long verse, short verse. Oh, I'm going to do this half. Like, I didn't know what it meant to structure a song. So having that kind of artist development um, with my management really helped me sharpen my tools and also um, what they did was they didn't tell me to listen to other artists they told me to listen to other songwriters so they would um, put me onto different amazing songwriters and tell me to study them or Mm. like look at my favorite songs look at the credits who wrote it let's go into their discography if they have music out listen to their music if they have or listen to the music that they've written so that you can if you like their style of writing you can coin that or like you can like take what you like, mm. you know, eat the meat, leave the bones kind of thing. This for this person, for this person, for this person, so that you can create your own kind of unique sound. I remember um, the first time I heard of Bibi Borelli and I was like, oh my gosh, this person is, she's a young girl making mega super hits. I'm trying to be like her. <laughs> so <laughs> that was, yeah, that was the first time I kind of, I had, now I have an affinity for songwriting because I really, really like, I, I I love that side of I love what people are saying basically mm. like I enjoy what people are saying so like I love like Party Next Door because he's like for me Party Next Door is one of those like ideal artists in the sense that he's got credits but he also makes banging music and he has a following himself mm. I don't know about his work as a writer I only know about his work as an artist really he he wrote work did not Vienna. know that and he's got his demo out on YouTube and it's just as great. Like I can listen yeah. to both of them. So his pen is like a king pen. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this makes mm. a lot of sense to me. That's the type of artist I kind of want to be. Um, same with like Frank Ocean and like Drake and like, they just have mm. really good pens that they can lend to others and, but still have their artistry intact. Like I don't want to lose myself in the songwriting, but I still want to be like, have Brilliant that contribution artist. yeah have that contribution so yeah yeah those artists as well that you mentioned also songwriters they mm. are really versatile exactly. they're really good at doing like all different parts of the experience different exactly. kinds of moods mm-hmm. um just such a skill set when you put your first project out were you nervous around that or were you just like I'm so ready for this by that point I was so nervous I I think I threw up a couple times um, <laughs> <laughs> Because it's all good and well, you creating and having this body of work and being like, oh my gosh, yeah, this is great. And having the people around you who have also helped you create going, oh, this is great. And then putting it out to the world is a completely different thing because you're like, this might not be great, guys. We might be <laughs> really bad. And like, just really like our work. We've heard <laughs> it so many times now. <laughs> but it's actually really niche. It's exactly. I was so nervous. I was nervous for, do you know what? I was less nervous for this one (laughs) because I went through the radio before. Like, we've done this, we've we've done it. I was very nervous still. (laughs) So that that can tell you how nervous I was for my first one. Still very nervous, but, like, I was less nervous this time because of just the people around me on this Mm. project. They are 
incredible tried and tested and they don't put their name on anything so yeah if you know they they were willing to help me and create this with me then it must be of some value mm. my first project i was absolutely in bits you wouldn't like you would have looked at a little it was a little girl <laughs> it would have been like music. Also is, looking at your videos and stuff like no, she's so confident and then seeing you and being like she's crying is she she's okay? crying in the corner <laughs> <laughs> no literally I, I think I'm just I'm sensitive I'm very sensitive but yeah I'm getting more confident in my art so mm. which and I think it's that's showing through the music as well so I'm less yeah. I'm less jittery I get it though because like when you really care about something it's very hard not to be stressed about it exactly because you're like this does really it really means a lot to me to be able mm-hmm. to create a set art that's of a certain level yeah that's it it's literally like having a, a kid but this kid turned 18 in one year and then <laughs> you have to let them go and they're never gonna see you again and they're never gonna call back and they're never gonna you know check up on you, you like you're literally putting your child on stage for everybody to see and then you're walking away and then some people are like, your child is amazing. You did such a good job. And some people are like, mm, yeah. Mm. You're like, oh, what? They're my, my child. Ch- <laughs> exactly. 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 That is literally it. You haven't been, I guess, in the industry for too long, but you've been working on yourself for quite a long time. So you're yes. sort of in like quite an interesting stage of your career, I think. What are some key lessons that you've learned so far, maybe about the industry or about how you handle it as an artist? It's important to find your tribe not necessarily be clicky but find the group of people that you know actually give a bleep about you um because industry is very right now it feels like it's very microwave popcorn what's the next thing what's the next hype wave or like meme that we can jump on and when you're trying to create an artistry and you're trying to look for longevity those aren't the people that you need because if one project doesn't do the numbers that they projected for you you're as good as nothing to them Mm. but that could be the project that got you in the room with the producer that's going to make you the icon or the legend Mm. so you need people around you that are go that think long term don't believe in anyone (laughs) obviously aside from your tribe and even then take every opinion with a pinch of salt or take everything with a pinch of salt but don't believe in anyone uh promises literally especially in this industry were made to be broken like they were made like this person said this just so that they could not do it it's almost (laughs) like they said it just to seal the fact that hey this is never happening by the way yeah also depending on the type of artist you are know know what you're working with and know who you are in the space that you're in so like I would say that as a black woman I need to know that the cards aren't set up the same way as my lovely Caucasian counterparts. (laughs) 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 They're not. uh, They're not. Because if they were, I'd I'd probably be a lot further or signed or just in a different space. Be pushed into different spaces. The visibility would be a whole lot uh, crazier. So um, just know that, you know, I'm just speaking as a black woman, you have to be Mm. excellent in everything you do so that you are undeniable so that even despite what's your situation I don't even it's, it's my superpower anyway mm. um but in the grand scheme of things they don't look at it like a superpower but if you are undeniable they can't turn around and say we're not going to give you the same treatment and mm. same you know visibility and, and push and marketing x and z as your your peers 
we have to because this is a great piece of work or this is this is great artistry or this is a great body of work so yeah I just yeah. those yeah just know just knowing yourself and know the people that are around you and think as if everybody is lying until they prove to you that they're not lying mm. <laughs> take it with a pinch of salt yes yeah yes I feel like you have a you have like a really mature like you you seem like wise beyond your years <laughs> um <laughs> but also I feel like you have a really good work ethic was that a natural thing that you've always had and I guess I I from a personal point of view, I think I had to develop my work ethic. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just was that something that you always had, just that ability to really focus? I I have a great, I would even say immaculate work ethic <laughs> for <laughs> things that I enjoy doing, things that I'm supposed to do, things that I, and when I say supposed to do, I mean in that purpose realm. Like mm. I have that like background of like being drilled into doing things. So like, with musical theatre like rehearsals mm. let's, let's start again let's start again let's do this we're gonna we're running this until we get it right with the so I have that kind of militant drilling of like we go until we get it right mm. but if you were to ask my mom outside of music is Isabel hardworking she would say she's a lazy child <laughs> <laughs> so it's literally just I have a great work ethic for the things that I love to do the things that I want to happen for me in my life I have an amazing work ethic for um everything else I don't really care for I don't want to hear it what's the easiest way to do this thing how do we shortcut this if we can't then that's fine but how do we make this easier for me I like ease also for me I think my work ethic is derived from the fact that I've got um I've got sickle cell which is a blood disease mm -hmm. and I I feel like I have this weird thing with time so it's like it's morbid but it's like you could go tomorrow so what have you done today that's cemented somebody talking about you in 20 30 40 years time mm. um so I think that's why I go so hard. I'm trying to leave a legacy. I'm trying to inspire the same way when I went to Beyonce's concert and mm. I was inspired to do something great. I want someone else to be inspired to do something great watching me and watching what I do. So, yeah, like it's it's the weird thing. And maybe it's the Scorpio in me as well. But like death drives me to do a lot of the fear of death. Mm. No, but I, I think that's really like true and powerful and important. Like yeah. the consciousness that you could not wake up tomorrow. So like, what are you going to do today? That means that if that did happen, it's kind of not like it's ever going to be good, but it's okay because it's you okay. were like living because your I, best, giving exactly, your best. Exactly. I was doing what I was supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's not necessarily a fear of death. It's just the fear of not leaving something behind. Mm. It's more, you know, it's nerve wracking to me. Um, yeah. Because we have to die at some point. Yeah, it's, it's like not the fear of death. It's like the fear of not living whilst exactly. you were alive. Whilst you were alive. That's exactly it. It's not yeah. the fear of death, it's the fear of not living. So that is what like kind of eggs on my, my work ethic. But, you know, apart from that, you can't see, but my room's a state. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're hiding it. <laughs> Beyonce is like, I'm not a very good cook. Because <laughs> it's there like, ultimately, go. you just can't be good at everything. Exactly. <laughs> you have to just pick your things exactly I think my work I didn't develop it I think it's always kind of been in the back of my head and also I've been around kind of militant spaces where it's like we're just drilling 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 and like almost to a to a fault because now that I've gone to there's not a not a competitive streak in me but it's like this willingness to be 
seen as the best because in that world you don't get roles you don't get the part if you're not the best at the audition Mm. so you have that kind of thing in your head where it's like I'm not going to get this role this part if I don't do well so I need to practice I need to do this I need to do that so yeah how have you found 2020 it's obviously been like the weirdest year and it's kind of been a big year for you in music but it's also I don't know a lot of the fun's been taken out of music without being able to perform and without being able to feel that energy Mm -hmm. so how have you found that and how have you kind of emotionally like kept your spirits up I I think that 2020 as as weird as this year has been has been my best year ever and sometimes I like I'm scared to say it because of the the show that 2020 has been Mm. And there's a consciousness because you're like, I know it's been the worst year. I know it's been the worst year for a lot of people, yeah. At the beginning of the year, it was the worst year for me. Um, I had like a really weird incident in the beginning of the year because of my sickle cell that I I didn't think I was going to make it through the year. And so like up until March, yeah, 2020 was was definitely the the worst year. And then I kind of just, I watched a sermon by uh, (laughs) T.D. Jake's daughter, um, Sarah Jakes who's like this pastor in America and uh, she was just speaking life like I would suggest that to like anyone I don't care what walk of life they are but the, the words that she was speaking especially for women because it's literally called girl get up mm-hmm. and it was such a like she was just speaking life and speaking facts and like it was the biggest pep talk <laughs> that I've ever received in my life and I just stumbled upon it it wasn't like like I was looking for it I just stumbled mm. upon it and from that moment my life's been like okay cool get up do what you need to do and as long as you're doing what you need to do what's for you will always be for you and what you're mm. supposed to be in is like is what you're going to be in kind of thing and the things that I was attracting like after that I that promise you after that day the things that I was like the people that were coming to me the opportunities that were coming to me it was strange it was like all I needed to do was was look at the the things that I had and utilize them it's not even like go searching for what you need like you literally have everything that you need to do what you need to do like this year my mom got me um a setup at home so mic and stuff like that so I could record at home and that is what made in the meantime project Mm. I have all these tools at home I was working more at home than I was last year basically and mm. then in terms of like churning out songs it was it was just weird it was realization I think this year was everyone says 2020 the, the vision yeah was realizing very, stuff yeah realizing <laughs> um I had everything that I needed to do what I did because off the back of in the meantime kind of garnered an audience for this the art of conversation mm. I even finished like some of the ad libs and stuff on like the art of conversation at home like everything I needed was like there I, all I mm. needed to do was share the gift so I think it's been a good year of realization because now I can step well, we can step into the new year knowing that, okay, cool. If we have very little, if we did what we did with very little, imagine what we mm. could do with, you know, yeah, a lot more. Yeah. It's, it's been a, it's been a strange year. The beginning of the year was a total ad- disaster, but by the end of it, we're here December. Wow. To even say that we're here in December is like a lot. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. made you made good. Yeah, exactly. Good of not a fun time. <laughs> not a fun time at all. No. <laughs> <fun time. laughs> 
but yeah it's been it's been a it's been a, a roller coaster of emotions but lots mm. of high notes lots of high notes lots of high notes do you think um and this is not supposed to be a leading question which no. it might sound a bit like but I hadn't heard of sickle cell before and do you do you do you feel any sense of I guess like it could be an additional driver to raise awareness of that by raising your own like you know what funny enough um I didn't want to tell anybody I had sickle cell when I first started doing music yeah because I didn't want it to be my narrative I didn't want Mm -hmm. people to be like oh yeah that's the artist with sickle cell because that is what people are going to do and that's Mm -hmm. fine I don't necessarily want to be a spokesperson but at the same time I do realize that awareness is more important than whatever point I'm trying to prove to myself. So I'm glad I'm raising awareness where I can, but I don't think I will be out here yeah. being the, the the face of people with sickle cell who are doing well for themselves. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't want that. But at the same time, I do want to support where I can. And I got so many beautiful messages when I put out this project because one of the songs is about sickle cell and mm-hmm. from people who suffer from um the disease and was just you know really heartwarming they felt represented they felt you know seen and stuff like that and i and honestly it was it was really really amazing so that was great i just don't want that to be the reason why people are listening to the music do you know what? i don't think i think your music's i think your music's all good <laughs> i wouldn't worry I'm about trying, it trying <laughs> i'm trying to think like that as well but i do realize that you know sometimes you can lean into that sympathy kind of thing and I just, I just don't want that also because I, I guess it's like you, you you don't need it like you, you don't need it for promotion like your music's going to promote itself all yeah. the work that you put into the music and the, the people that you've chosen to work with and all that kind of thing will, will yes. do that work for you mm-hmm. but I think it's cool that you're able to have a conversation like this and be honest about it because I guess if like for example if I asked you that question of like how your year had been and you decided not to talk about it then you would have been like ah, oh, well not so great and then just move quickly on I mean, so yeah exactly yeah it's like you know like it's yeah. nice I'm grateful that you feel comfortable enough to like share that yeah but then also know that your journey and story is yeah that's just a little part of it so we've we've spoken a bit about I guess like very much like finding your lane and how that everything comes easier when you know you're doing what you're supposed to do yeah. and I'm definitely going to watch that sermon yes. <laughs> oh, it's so good. definitely going to watch it what are certain things that motivate you like if you're feeling a bit like uh are you like, okay, I'm going to watch Homecoming or I'm going to like oh. see a talk by Lauren Hill or like, what are those things that you're like? The Honestly, the thought of making like life-changing music motivates me. Mm. Like the thought of like making a song that could potentially go down in history and people like studying it and stuff like that, that motivates me. When I'm, when I'm down, summons and like, you know, talking to people that I feel like get it, are clued up in there heads mm. <laughs> um motivate me i like i love my friends love my mum <laughs> loads of things motivate me i've i know that i'm really down but when i am down as of recent it's it's been for a shorter period of time because i can just get up and be like okay cool let me try and get my like, i know i'm supposed to be doing something i can't really dwell in this place for too long. Mm, yeah there's like almost an impatience where you're like yeah I actually don't have time to be down because exactly. I'll never achieve what I want to achieve. Exactly. Like, I don't, like, cool, have your day, have your five minutes of madness. Mm. We get back to, to work. We get back to what we're supposed to do. And I think my, it's crazy because I think my body is even, like, allowing that to be the case. Like, I get down, but it doesn't last for more than a couple of days. And my body's like, listen, hello. My spirit's like, listen, hello. We've got things to mm. do. You started something, you need to finish it. <laughs> chill you had your weekend 
let's go i feel like i'm trying to find or i do try and find the motivation in the littlest of things so that it's not hard for me to to get up and and Mm. go you know do you think if you moved to la would you take your mum with you no (laughs) No. i don't think i'll ever move to la uh i don't think i'd ever move to america for like a long period of time or if Mm. if i do i do like I do like three months there. So last when I was there last year, I was there for six weeks. Yeah, six weeks. Mm-hmm. So I can do long periods of time. Like I can do a three months there and then and then come back. But living there, healthcare, you know, I can't. Yeah, I yeah. can't do that. But if I go there, <laughs> I would not take my mum uh, because stay at home, mum. <laughs> love you, but stay at home. What business do you have in LA? Well, my mum's into property, so she might, you know, she might have some business, but like... Do a little browsing. <laughs> exactly, but like, I'm not... I mean, if it's not for holiday, then you can go home. Then. Are you a party girl? Like when you go places like that, do you like to go out as well? Or are you like, I've done my work, I'm going to sleep? It's 90%, 10%. So 90%, I've done my work, I'm going to bed. Or no, wait, let me rephrase. I've done my work, where's the next best place to eat? Go to bed. <laughs> and then there's like... Like you're in LA, so you want to like do cool stuff. So obviously there's that part where it's like, yeah, where's the party? Where's the shisha? Where's the house <laughs> are we going to? Da, 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 da. So yeah, but I'm um, very much, uh, I'd rather just go to a really cool restaurant than, you know, go out partying. Yeah. I hate the club in the UK. So I, it's not going to change. It's just yeah. the accents, the accents, it's just different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Oh, clubs. <laughs> distant memory (laughs) are there things as uh, an artist that you feel pressure to do that you don't particularly enjoy doing but you're like I gotta do it anyway posting on Instagram (laughs) (laughs) taking a right gives me like my friends will be like oh so Bells what are you doing today and I'll be like I'll say the most packed day I'll be like I'm going I'm doing I've got a shoot in the morning I'm 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 going to the studio afterwards and then I'm going to do this and I'm going to my friend's house and then the thing that sounds the most painful and then I've got to post this thing on Instagram oh (laughs) my god and they laugh and they're like what the hell you just told me you've got like a 16 hour day and the thing that you're complaining about is the post. I'm like, yeah, because I'd have to think of a caption. <laughs> make sure I'm doing it correctly. <laughs> I hate it. I have to make sure the engagement is up. And that. Mm. it's too much. Because not that what I post isn't real, but I like working in the now, like the actual like reality. Mm. Instagram is perception. Mm-hmm. Um, it's So I'm literally there perfecting a perception of me and I am funny don't get it twisted the captions are top tier amazing <laughs> but it took me like 15 minutes guys I'm not gonna tell you that it took me 15 minutes to come up with this one caption yeah if it's not a song lyric um <laughs> like it's it's just a lot of things um mm. and it's it is a totally different kind of like when people are like oh you know you've got to ask questions on your thing so that people comment so that then it gets exactly and you're like, why am i asking people questions what do you guys think of this <laughs> have that, you been cold today like, you, what? <laughs> it's the worst it's the worst i try and like and also i'm very much like a i don't i can't wrap my head around the supporter fan thing so like i reply to basically nearly everyone mm. um and so people are like oh Bella's always on Instagram. I'm like, no, I'm literally just replying to to everyone because I can't wrap my... I've, it feels like just 
people that are reaching out and saying, oh my gosh, I love your music. You know what I'm so like, even this morning, I replied to a girl and she was like, oh my gosh, you replied. And I was like, you have more followers than me. Like, like <laughs> why wouldn't I reply? So yeah, it's it's strange. Yeah, and also you're probably like, well, that's the bit that feels real to me because someone says something nice about my music and I'm like, oh, that's really nice. Thank you. Thank and I can you. actually have a conversation exactly. about it. Exactly. So like, I, I think the, the weirdest part of like social media is people treating you like, well, clearly the whole perception thing has worked because mm. people are treating me like I'm a, a quote unquote celeb and very far from that, guys. I'm a bush girl. I'm a, I'm, <laughs> I'm a, from the village. I am not that polished. People are going to be looking at your profile, like listening to this. I, I don't see it. I don't. There's a disconnect. I'm like, no, this is <laughs> not that. I would love to be that. I aspire, but uh, not for now. <laughs> yeah, it's a skill set, but I also think it's like a full time job. And it's actually, yes. if you're, I was even thinking about this about, you know, Danny Lee, um, yes. um, singer, and she's like, awesome I really like some of her songs but like I'd every single time I swear I open my Instagram which is obviously like multiple times a day because I'm millennial mm. and even though I hate it I'm still doing it yeah she's got a new like uber glamorous like photo up yeah. in a different outfit and I'm thinking how many times a day are you taking photos because so many times there are times where I'm like oh my gosh I haven't posted a picture on Instagram I actually have to put a full face of makeup on <laughs> like that's it's crazy because I can't post these old press pics because we've basically used them all I have to actually take a different picture this is really upsetting me and my homegirls I don't like it <laughs> but yeah I, I mean like I can imagine with the team that she has as well like she probably always has like a glam squad on deck I can't wait until I get to that point uh <laughs> I think it must make it it must make it easier but you still it have to get up at a certain time every time, day yeah but at least I mean I feel like it's easier when you don't have to do like when I do shoots and I realize that I don't have to do my hair or my makeup mm. I'm like oh I didn't really do much today I just sat down and posed yeah it must be yeah 10 times easier and it's also it's like the organizational part of it as well like if you've got someone that he's going to be like okay now we're going to do this and this is what you're going to wear and stuff you're like okay fine i can absolutely do that if you've got to think like i've got to get creative now and like what do i wear Mm. how do i exactly i hate it yeah it's the ghetto well I guess when you get to your certain place and then you can hand that over to someone be oh like, my gosh you're better people, at this than me <laughs> people feel like my management think I'm joking when I say I'm handing all responsibility to anyone and anyone who is willing to take it anyone like I will actually give my Instagram account to somebody and be like this is the picture post it this is the and I will be logged in on another account and I will just reply and like, I don't want anything to do with my feed like just take it if anyone's listening and wants to DM Bella and offer their oh services, my gosh. <laughs> please do. Take my Instagram away from me <laughs> and make it amazing. <laughs> okay, we've covered a few, but just are there any quotes or mantras that you live by that you constantly go back to, to be like, go get it? Um, my mum always said, well, these are going to be my mum's quotes. Um, show me a man that hasn't failed and I'll show you a man that hasn't tried. Meaning that failures aren't, it's not the be all and end all. It is a testament to the fact that you tried something or tried something new and you you did what you said you were gonna do and then you try again and you try again and you do it until you you succeed. On the backs of giants you'll see far. So listen to the people that have gone before you. Understand that your experience is gonna be complete like different and stuff like that, but just you know, take everything, take on advice that people are giving to you else there there are a couple of things I live by that are like those are really nice ones yeah like just just do just 
like you're mm. not gonna you're not gonna lose by trying you know yeah the fact that you even said like even if you don't succeed in what you you set out to do you can open your mouth and say i try to be an x y and z mm. and that is a, a a testament to your boldness to your strength to your to your willpower to how much you believed in yourself as well so mm. yeah 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 those are the things that i kind of live by yeah lovely i definitely feel like your life changes when you become cool with trying yes. like that's when it's like oh, okay now you can kind of do anything because exactly. when you start trying then you're like oh now i have to do the next step and i have to do the next step exactly what are your plans and visions for the future in general bigger bigger okay. Okay. <laughs> um in general do you know what actually would be really nice like firstly as an artist as a musician and then just for your life okay as an artist as a musician i set out to be i want it to be historical my mm. artistry and it's be big i want it to be i want to sell out a stadium a couple of stadiums. Let me not say stadium before I, I limit my thing. <laughs> I just can tell that you're never going to be like, you're not going to be like, oh, great. I've done the O2. That's me done. You'll be like, so where are we going next? So, yeah, <laughs> so stadiums. I want two really classic albums. Like mm. instant, like you see how the miseducation of Lauren Hill is a classic. Like mm. I want two or three of those under my belt. Yeah. I just want to rub shoulders with the people that I looked up to, I think. Um, yeah as well so that's me musically i want to be an artist with credits so like the whole party next door kind of thing mm-hmm. like i always say if i'm charting i want the song above me and below me to have my writing credits on it that's that's the type of that's a wicked ambition yeah that's the type of um artist i want to be and then for my life i think i want a cute little husband or whatever <laughs> cute little cheering or whatever you know own a couple houses i want to get into property and stuff I like I want to get into property and then hire my friends as property managers so that I can give my friends jobs and then I can just be doing the music and not stuff. to deal with the admin shit exactly <laughs> yeah. I have really I'm like friends are really good at um admin like strangely good at admin mm-hmm. and I'm like I feel like God's giving you this talent because I'm about to give you a job like <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's what I want to do I want to I want to get into property where would you um where would you want to buy like what are your places in mind you're like it'd be cool to have a villa there a flat there um i want to buy in in dubai i think that'd be great would have been good the past few months exactly (laughs) i'd want to buy on like the outskirts of london so like hertfordshire kent essex Mm -hmm. those areas where like the property is significantly cheaper than london but you've got all of that access to london so Mm. that you can like price it at a decent you know uh what else i think that's that's what i want to do for now in terms of property i want to i want to do like a uh i want to open a drama school a theater school Mm. because that's where i came from i just want to make it full circle yeah uh i will do i want to do a lot of um like helping the homeless as well i have a weird soft spot it's not weird because we should all have soft spots for homeless people guys but like (laughs) <laughs> you guys probably haven't experienced this <laughs> but <laughs> no I have like even my mum was telling me when I was younger there was a time um, we were going home and there was a homeless person outside and I literally ran to my mum and I was like can we bring him inside please because he's it's real cold mum yeah he's cold <laughs> and my mum was like that's not how this works but uh. we can give him some money and send him the, the... <laughs> so um yeah and what else I want to write a, a West End show as well 
Oh, very cool. Yeah. I want to write a Western show and be on my Andrew Lloyd Webber tip. Mm. Yeah. 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 I hear you. One of my um, like big ambitions is to get, is to quite quickly as well, but to earn a certain amount of money so that I can do creative projects that just excite me, not really knowing if I'm going to be any good at them, you know? Passion projects. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. Enough money to be like, do you know what? I'm going to take a few months off and go and try and write. I wouldn't a musical is probably not on my list but like that for example <laughs> yes not yeah, knowing yeah. that you're necessarily going to like where it's necessarily going to go I love that Bella where can people find you and look out for you obviously Instagram being your favorite social channel <laughs> the best um um on all of my socials it's I B Bella which is I B E B E double L A H um yeah find me on Twitter on Instagram those are the main platforms that I kind of use. You'll probably find me on other platforms, but there's no content there. So <laughs> don't um, bother. Don't bother. And I talk, I, I reply and I talk back and come talk to me. I'm great. And all music is on major streaming platforms. All DSPs, mm. every single one of them. <laughs> and we haven't really spoken videos, but got some good videos as well yes they're great i am ray fiasco the genius um helped me come up with these videos for this for this round of music so um you should go check them out something you like if i were you and because you can are all videos are out now i really like the fact that if i was you i like the fact you've got your friend with you so i presume it's a good friend no that's my best friend i was like they look like they're having so much fun that's literally my best friend since i was 11 she's she i told her i was like hey by the way we've got a music video and she thought i was joking she was like oh, ha, ha. and i was like yeah it's next week babe what are you are you ready she was like no so you really want me in this video i was like yeah yeah <laughs> and every other stage of my and journey please exactly <laughs> so yeah that was fun friends are the best Thank you so much for talking to us and sharing your journey. I have loved hearing it and I so much wisdom. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. <laughs> and thanks very much for listening, guys. And we'll speak to you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> what up, Let's. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.